It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. And welcome, everybody. It is another Live in the Mornings with Sports Caffeine. I'm your host, Del Bushman. How's it going, everybody? Uh, it is Thursday. Yes, the week is almost over. We're almost here for Fourth of July weekend, and I know I can't wait to uh, <clears throat> let off some fireworks, let off some steam because it's been a long week. And sports are back. Oh, yeah. I love it. I can't get enough of having sports back. Pardon me why I sip my water from my Chewbacca cup. Hope everybody's having a great Thursday morning. I know I am. Of course, you can follow Sports Caffeine on uh, Twitter at Sports Caffeine 1. Also on Facebook at uh, Sports Caffeine. I'm going to put this on the – there we go. Now you can follow us on our social media platforms. Of course, you can stream us live on <clears throat> FanStreamSports.com and also FanStreamSports, the app. Make sure you download the app. The app is where you can go uh, not only see uh, – I have a co-host this morning. Yes, I have a co-host this morning. My buddy, James Ludeman. Yes, what's up, buddy? What's up? I woke up like this. So. Oh, yeah. I woke up like this, too. Good morning to you. My my head looks rounder today. I don't know did what it is. A, did you get a fresh shave? Because it looks like you have a fresh shave. I, I shaved a couple days ago. But. Okay, because it looks pretty fresh. I like it. It, it looks yeah. smooth. You almost look like the uh, the Mr. Clean guy. But with a bit, with I wish a better... I was as muscular as him. He's a muscular guy. You know what they should do for, for the, now the times every well, all the logos are changing now? Whereas they should have like an anatomically correct Mr. Clean, where Mr. Clean's like <laughs> the dad bod. Uh, he's got the scraggly beards, and he's got kind of like a depressed look on his face because he's been quarantined too much. That's That's what they should do. Right. For, for Mr. Clean. So, well, Hold thanks on. for joining. Thanks for joining me this morning, man. I know uh, you've been you've been really busy with personal stuff, and and you've been a trooper when it comes to not only your show but our show. But uh, thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah, it's good to be here on the sports caffeine in the morning. And you know, I was gonna tell you I was gonna join, but then you started, and I was like, you know, I'll just go in and just we'll just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, pop on in, man. All right, uh, since we're kind of like doing a new thing with the show, it's like you know what. It's a morning show. Anybody can pop on in and say good morning, have your cup of whatever you got in your cup, and then let's let's roll with it. It's, let's talk sports in the morning. It's uh, it's kind of new for me because uh, we haven't really done a morning show ever like this early. I mean, we we when we were at the old show, we would do the show at eleven o'clock, but like this is like prime time morning drive, nine o'clock in the morning. We should get all your sports and information and everything. So I thought, hey, why not? We've got this streaming platform. We can go on, do it for Facebook, Twitter, all that, and everybody can get their morning sports uh, information. So why not? I'm down. Yeah, and it's even more fun for me because I'm an hour behind you. So 
Totally even cool. earlier for you. Yeah, That's even better. Fuck here. So it's, you know, it's, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so James, uh, <clears throat> so James, I want to get into some sports news. Of course, a little bit came out yesterday that the NFL preseason is going to be cut in half, which I applaud that. I applaud that. Thank you. I think they should have done that years ago where instead of uh, four games, they should go to two, maybe even one. Uh, but, yeah, the NFL uh, preseason will be cut in short in half. Uh, we'll go uh, weeks one and four will be scrapped, and then they'll just have two games, and they'll have a couple more weeks to get conditioned and, and prepped and ready to go. I applaud that. The NFL is doing so much right when it comes to getting everybody ready to go. Watch your thoughts on it. Of course, you are, are, are agreeing with me that cutting it in half makes a lot of sense, especially going forward on how the season is going to start. Yeah, I said on the JP show about a month ago now, that they should cut preseason games. JP was like, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but now who's laughing now, JP? <laughs> uh, but anyway, but it's, you know, I think it's a great move. I think it's a safety move, obviously, um, with with the Buccaneers especially. I, I think it's, it's a situation where because of the cases in Florida and what's going on right now, you know, you got to do what's in the best interest of, of the team, and I think the NFL is doing that. I think they're actually doing a great job and we said this on the roundtable the other night. You know, I think it's easy for the NFL because they've seen how other other sports are doing it and how they're doing it well and how the, some are not doing it as well. So it's easy for them to take that position of, okay, well, we see what other people are doing, you know, and, and we're just going to kind of try to do our best to mirror it. I thought the other interesting thing that the NFL is talking about doing, and I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but they're actually going to think about making fans sign waivers. Uh, I, that was my next topic I was going to bring up. I'm glad that you, you said that. And I, I kind of like the idea because now the NFL doesn't have to get hit with a bunch of lawsuits if somebody gets COVID-19 going to the stadiums. And I think that's it's not only covering their butts when it comes to bringing fans back in, but it also kind of gives – I would I wouldn't say that maybe the fans a little bit of reassurance that hey you know you're coming in here you're taking the risk if you come and watch our product now if you get sick you know that's that's on you because you signed this waiver um, I, I like the idea because it had it holds accountability to everybody if you're if you're gonna go in there's a a, a, a slight risk that you might get the COVID nineteen even if you wear a mask or whatnot so. You know, I, I think uh, with the NFL doing that, it, it, it does cover their butts because I'm, I'm sure they don't want to hold a bunch of lawsuits when it comes, it comes to COVID. Do you, do you think other sports are, are going to maybe do that if they let uh, fans in? I know baseball's been talking about having 25% uh, fans coming in, but it's, it's, it's kind of a talking point right now. They don't know if they're going to do that or not. Do you think other sports are going to follow suit with the waivers if they do that, or do you think NFL is going to be the only sport that does that? It would be really interesting. The only, the only question I have about it is, you know, even if you do that with waivers, do you limit the amount of people that are still coming in? So right. I think the NFL is still trying to maybe figure things out. I don't think they're 100%, you know, all in on the idea yet. I think it's something that, to be honest, I actually think it's a great idea, but personally. I think it's an idea where, you know, you give an opportunity to people, you know, who still want to go to the games and still want to be a part of it. Um, you know, because, and, and listen, I'm not sitting here saying that COVID-19 is a hoax or anything like that, because we know that's not true. But I am saying that, you know, if somebody has an opportunity and they want to go to a game and they're willing 
you know, to sign a waiver that says, okay, I accept all rights and responsibilities thereof, you know, to go to the game, knowing that there's a possibility that I could get it. Um, I think you'll see more fans than not actually do it. Now, as far as who's going to do it first, I, I don't know. I honestly think the NFL will probably be the first to do it. I don't think yeah. anybody's going to do it. I don't think Major League Baseball is going to have fans for at least, I mean, at least the first probably month or two. Uh, I don't, you know, 60 games. I don't know even how that would look. Would you do it after 30 games? I mean, they- if I was if I was Major League Baseball, I would wait the first couple of weeks to see how it goes because then after that first couple of weeks, weeks you can see if, if anybody gets infected and then – you would gradually gradually bring in small amounts of fans at a time and then maybe do that waiver system like the NFL is going to do. Because you start off, you do first – I would say give it three weeks. Now, I know it's a 60-game season, and you're going to have a lot of games within three weeks. I would say give it three weeks and then see how the players are feeling, how the organizations are going to go. And if they do, if nobody's infected, then, then say, okay, each team is – you're allowed to bring in <clears> – <throat> Let's say five to ten thousand at first, and then see how that goes. And then if five to ten thousand works, where there's no cases reported, you gradually increase it. And then almost like how each state is doing their their phases. So phase one, this is how many fans we're going to bring in. We'll wait a couple weeks. Phase two, a couple weeks. Then then phase three. And then I would say if phase three goes all according to plan. You can say, okay, phase four, we're going to open it up where it could be 100% capacity, and then we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, that of course, that's a huge, huge what if if, if Major League Baseball does that because they can just be like, you know what, we're not going to let fans in. We're just going to play with no fans and then just see how that goes after that. So um, I, I, I like the NFL's idea if they, if they are going to bring in fans and have the waiver and then just say – because I know a lot of stadiums are going to be blocking off the few, first like few rows – down at the bottom. Is it down at the bottom or is it down at the top or is it up at the top that they're going to be blocking it's off seats? Bottom, which I, it's I bottom, think because, okay. you know, as a former season ticket holder, we, my wife and I, we had seats that were about 10 rows up. And uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with them doing it that way. Yeah. Uh, because, again, from where you are in the stadium, especially in Raymond James, now I can't speak to any anywhere else, but normally with stadiums, you have that kind of tall portion uh, outside of the end zone in the back that's up and then you have the stadiums kind of the seats going this way so for me i, I don't understand how that interferes gets people <clears throat> to 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 each other or players specifically because that's why they're doing it yeah. they're doing limit player fan interaction as far as covid19 but that but to me that doesn't really make much sense because you already have a pretty limited distance and obviously the players aren't going to be you know jumping up and <laughs> jumping up <laughs> the stand so. i don't think anybody's going to be doing the lambo leap uh and it's any anytime soon but but you know what you never know they're crazy up in green bay so they might be they might do the, the lambo leap and i mean but as far as your point though and and here's a cool thing to think about i think also with is you know major league baseball and the nfl are two very different entities in a lot of ways. right um Obviously, sports-wise, what one does something good and one does something really, really stupid, and that's and the stupid part is in Major League Baseball because they couldn't get it together. So NFL does great things, and uh, MLB not so much. <laughs> well, 
compare the two because of the stadium size a, a lot of time. I think especially with Raymond James and, and the Trot, um, you know, they're, they're very similar. So to me, I think it would be interesting to see how Major League Baseball would, would do those phases if they were to go that route. Um, but it would be really – I think it would be really cool – uh, to send, you know, your season ticket holders a, a waiver uh, for the season and say, listen, we're more than happy to have you, but here's what's going to happen. Uh, and this is how it's going to be. And this is what we're going to do. And and because, again, it's it's difficult to do social distancing right. inside of Raymond James. It's difficult to do it inside of the tribe. It's difficult to really do it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, until, you know, they can do that, I, I don't see how anything but a waiver – uh, would 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 be okay. Now that would the only thing is is that if you don't do it ahead of time, it would really make it a nightmare on game day when you're going. You'd have to open up the gates like super early mm-hmm. have, because they'd have to sign the waiver right then and be done with it. Uh, now if you were to send it out and you know single game ticket holders would have a little bit harder of a time probably than a se- than a season ticket holder would have. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's an idea to get season ticket holders. I, I, uh, so, uh, I, I want all royalties and credit. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really surprised that, um, you know, the pro teams that have their season ticket holders are still charging them the full amount. If I was a, a you know, an NFL organ, uh, NFL team, I would make it more of an incentive to their season ticket holders. Like, Hey, you know, even though it's a full season and there is a risk of coming to the stadium, we're going to give you a little bit of a a prorated deal on season tickets where you don't have to pay as much. You still have to sign a waiver, but we're going to give you a deal on season tickets. I, 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 you know, I know they, I know teams have to to make money and everything, but I think to bring more of an incentive for fans to come to the stadium, say, Hey, you know what? We're going to maybe lower ticket prices this year give you a, a slash on season tickets and that way more people are going to come to the stadium and sign the waivers and, and go because I mean, they're going to even make more money by concession stands and, and merchandise sales when people go to the stadiums and having no people at all. So I'm really surprised that actually I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of, <clears throat> I'm really surprised they haven't thought of the idea. Oh, is he frozen? Am yeah. I alive? <laughs> so whatever. So, all right, cool. Of course, if you are just joining us now, it is Sports Caffeine Live in the mornings uh, via Facebook and also Periscope, which is streamed on Twitter. Hello, everybody. It's myself, Al Bushman, and James Wooderman. You're going to be down here uh, next week, right? Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> son with the lightsaber behind me. Uh, this is be- <laughs> uh, yep. it's, uh, yeah, I'll be down uh, next week, heading down on Wednesday. And uh, <clears throat> today I'll be in studio. <clears throat> Uh, JP hanging out and uh, be a fun time. That'd be so good. I will. I will tell you when you go into the the studio, bring uh, IPAs, bring beer, or bring uh, White Claws. They do like that in the studio. Uh, for 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 some reasons, I don't know if I could do that, but a Swift Diet Pepsi would would be great. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll find out what their favorite soda is. <laughs> That too, you can do that. I, I mean, I know that when I when I was there, they had a full case of White Claw that was already in the studio. So I was like, okay, I brought IPAs for for nothing, but it's all good, man. You, you'll have a good time with with that crew, with all the interns and JP. JP might bring his dog in, so you'll have a chance to meet Tally the Wonder Dog too as well. So you'll have a good time. That's a beautiful dog, man. I, I saw. I know. We had JP on the show. 
Monday, and we we had some issues seeing seeing Tally, but uh, just from what I've seen on Facebook and things like that, just a beautiful dog, friendly dog too. That dog was in my crotch like a lot, uh, sniffing my crotch. It was a little weird, uh, especially when we were on the air and everything. So <laughs> I can't. So excited. Um, <laughs> So I, 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 we see I had a lot of activity on our uh, date, Ruth, the truth. Uh, if you guys are out there in Facebook land and Twitter land, uh, we have a contest going on where you can uh, win a date with Ruth, the truth. Uh, right now, we've had a really good response. Uh, apparently, JP is going to be taking her out uh, to one of the steakhouses. But, uh, yeah, yeah Burns, Burns. Yeah, Burns, I think it is. But if you were looking to win a date with Ruth, the truth, make sure to tune in to set the sales to next Monday at 8 p.m. where you could. Audition with your your best pickup lines. I obviously, you know, I was dealing with some stuff, so I caught bits and pieces of of that whole part. So let me let me let me double check. So Ruth is entertaining pickup lines from people. The best pickup line is going to come on our show. Yes, at like a Zoom date during the show. Is that what? No. So so this is how the contest goes. So they come on <clears throat> on the show. They do the pickup line. And then they get they they go. And if she likes it, the next step is they do a Zoom date after like off the off the show. They do a Zoom oh. date one on one. And then if like the Zoom date goes well, then they you know do whatever they got to do. But like yeah, the 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 contest rules is they come on, do the pickup line, almost like a uh, like a speed dating kind of thing. They come on, do their pickup line, and then they leave. And if she likes it, she'll like message them after the show. So I think it, I think I think it's a good idea. I mean I oh I think I opened the floodgates with with that with a tweet because then she was like tweeting all kinds of stuff and people were like messaging her. I'm like man I opened up uh, the floodgates when it comes to date Ruth the truth. So. Like potters <laughs> and getting caught in the rain. <laughs> you know it's anyway Ruth all in stride. I think it's I think it's hilarious. Moving on to Major League Baseball, the Stooge Rob Manfred uh, actually came out yesterday saying uh, Major League Baseball was never going to play more than 60 games this season. So apparently they had this plan in place no matter what. Even if they were trying to play 80, 100 games, uh, 60 games was the final tally on this. So this is his quote. Uh, The reality is we weren't going to play more than 60 games no matter how the negotiations with the players went or on any factor. 60 games is the uh, is the outside of the envelope given the realities of the coronavirus. Yeah, I know. I'm laughing too on the inside. I think Why? this is the one – I don't know. Well, how, how Okay, how coming up to 60 games is – okay, I, do you think okay, – there's probably a dartboard in the owners' meeting where, yeah, where they had to throw darts at, and they're like, um, 60. And people kept hit, hitting 60. So I guess whoever had the more darts on the number was the number they, they decided on. So no matter what, 60 games was the end game. They were, Even if they were trying to do the whole, the whole 100 games, even 80 games was a smokescreen, and, and, and 60 was the final one. See, this this is why baseball – why even come out with this? Why even come out with a statement? Like, shut up, Rob. Like, nobody wants to hear from you until the end of the season, into the winter meetings. Nobody wants to say – here you say, oh, 60 games was the end game no matter what. We weren't going to play more than that. Even if it wasn't any game proposal or a 100-game proposal, it was 60 no matter what. A stooge he is. Stooge. I'm telling you, he is he's digging this grave that the Players Association, when they go to, to negotiate next year, it, it's going to be bad. I'm telling yeah. you, it's bad now with COVID. Wait, go on strike. Because I'm going to tell you, 
now it, it looks <laughs> it looks bad. It looks like it's gonna happen. I mean, you got why? I'm with you 100 percent on that. Why even say anything? Like, just say okay, we're gonna play games, and then we'll figure out the rest for next season. You know, why even come out and say we'll start playing all along? Because now you're just spitting in the face of the players' association, who really <laughs> wanted to play more games, not just because of money to get yep. paid, but because they wanted to play more baseball. And it also I mean, spits in the face of the fans too, like saying, "Okay, well, you you guys are only worth the time of sixty games. <clears throat> we we're not, we're not going to give you anything more than sixty, and that's what you guys mean to us. Is our product is only worth sixty games to you guys, no more, no less." Uh, Trevor Bauer, who I love on Twitter, if you're if you're not following him on Twitter, he's, he's oh, yeah. awesome to follow. This is what he came out with. He goes, so, Rob, explain to us how you can be 100% sure that there's going to be baseball, but not confident there will be baseball at the same time. Hmm. What changed between those statements? Players, uh, players told you to set the season, but it's too early to set the season right now. Isn't it, Rob? Because then you'd have to explain why you're only going to impose 50 games when we could easily play 70-plus right now. The tactic is to bluff with no season again and delay another two to three weeks until you clear the risk of not negotiating is good faith by trying to. And that was a couple weeks ago before they finalized everything. And he's right. I mean, Bauer is definitely right. It's, it's such a bluff and a smokescreen of what are we going to do? It's like – this makes me so frustrated because I love baseball so much. And then when you come out and say, Hey, 60 games was it deal with it. It's like just, a, it's a slap in the face to everybody when it, especially the players and the fans when say, when, when you say 60 game was, was it. And, and no matter what I, I just, you know, what's funny is I, I heard somebody say one time that uh, bad things have a way of showing people who they, who really are, who they really that's true. Are. That's very true. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I really, before this all went down, I thought Rob Manfred was doing a great job. You know, there were things that he had done rule-wise that I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's a good idea. You know, and things like that. The timer, the things like that. I love the timer. Uh, really helped the game move along a little bit. Um, because, you know, I've been I've been to those games three and a half, four hours long. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare sitting through that. Uh, especially when you got kids, man. You know, yep. and, I, and it's it's difficult. So the games being two and a half, you know, two, two and a half hours is great. So I love that. But ever, I'm telling you, it's like, it, to me, I think the slap in the face to me is that no matter what the players were going to do, no matter what they said, no matter what it was. And you know what's funny is I'll bet you now that this has come out, I will bet you the players knew about it the whole time. And and they just were, they, you can't say anything because then you'll get in trouble. Right. Uh <clears throat> and possibly suspended and all this other stuff. And then now that everything's done, it's easy to come out and, you know, it's kind of like when you when you yell at somebody and you get in a fight with by yourself and then you got your buddy that comes. It's like, oh, 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 well, now what? I got my friend now. Now I can say what you want. You know, like it's like, it's like, oh, well, we didn't have any games before, so I had to be quiet. Oh, now we got 60 games. What now? Now what you going to say? You know, like it's it just, to me, this whole thing, I'm with you, This this whole thing, it didn't need to be said. We got right. our game. If it was going to be that the whole time, then just come out and say, look, it's going to be 60 games no matter what you guys say, no matter what you do. And we can either make a deal now or we can, you know, let it go out and do what it did the end of the contract time, and then we'll figure it out. I'm telling you, he's digging his own grave, and baseball is going to suffer badly if there is a strike. I'm telling you I, 
I, I liked I liked Manfred up until the point when the whole Astros thing came down because they 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 mishandled that whole thing to the T when it came to the punishment and when it came to coming out and saying, you know, the World Series trophy is just a piece of metal. It's like how out of touch are you where you're calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal? And then their mishandling of the Red Sox thing where it took so long to get a punishment down for the Red Sox too for the the, the cheating scandal. And they got a slap too. Yeah, they did. Live, live TV, I've got to get a bottle. My daughter just dropped it. Give me one second. It's all right. Well, and there, there we go. Here's the thing. I, I don't, look, and I shared this on Twitter the other day. I love the new uh, – by the way, I don't know if you knew this or not. Major League Baseball introduced a new strike zone, and it's right in the middle of Jose Altuve. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. That's, that's great. I, I, I love it. Love it. I love it. Time. Listen, every time he comes up, hit him. I don't care. Hit him. Right, don't hit him in the head or something stupid. But like you know, in the leg or in the you know ribs or something, take, take care of it. I mean, the amount of beating that's going to be happening once baseball starts, I, I can't wait. And I, I hopefully they bring in fans because then that way fans can bring in trash cans or, or bring something in to mock, like to mock them with trash can banging. It's it's going to be be so nice. And I, I wanted to bring this out to the whole if they knew all along about sixty games. It almost seems like the MLBPA and the MLB owners are, it's almost like the Legion of doom. Uh, but they're sitting, sitting around a circle table and they're just like trying to come, come, come up with like a, just a scheme. Like, like Rob Manfred to me is, uh, he's like a really dumb version of Lex Luthor. <laughs> and then like the MLBPA is almost like the stooges that are around him. Like you've got, You've got the Joker, you've got Poison Ivy, you got Mr. Freeze. But, like, in an alter, alternate universe where they're all dumb and stupid and, like, they all think that the American public are dumb and stupid, too. And that's what I think. It just – it frustrates me. Because, yeah, they, and they're scheming like this. like and, it's almost, and, like, Dr. Evil comes in with his cat. Like, Manfred could be compared to Rob Manfred. Uh, Rob Manfred should be compared to Dr. Evil. He, he thinks he's an evil genius, but he's really dumb and his, his execution is stupid. And We're he's got – Preparation H. Yes. <laughs> we're calling it, we're called the 60 game season, the Alan Parsons Project. Right. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Right. We're, we're through the American public into thinking we're going to be playing more than 60 games. Right. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I think of them. Yeah. And I agree with you going into the labor agreement next year is going to be a nightmare. Like we may not have baseball for 2021 because they won't be able to get it together. And it might be even longer than that. I mean, we're lucky we're getting a 60 game season this season. And then going into 2021 with the labor agreements, like we might have baseball for maybe 2021 or maybe 2022 because they can't get it together. And that's sad, man. And that's why I say bring steroids back to baseball because then the American public will be like, Oh, we're, we're hitting home runs again. We're having another home run, home run races. Good. Juice them up, juice the balls up. You know, I keep, I hope they keep the the DH universal DH and the uh, the runner on second in the extra innings. So that's awesome idea because now you cut your you cut your uh, um, hours in half when it comes to games. You can play a game that could be two and a half three hours instead of like four or five hours if it goes in extra innings. That's it's great. I love it. I don't know why they haven't done this before. I can't think of what national team shared it now. National League team. They said uh, they they went on Twitter and they said universal DH period. We're in. And it showed that all their pitchers striking out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's brilliant! That's hilarious!" So, I think it's great. I think it's something that's been coming for a long time. To be honest, I think a lot of fans, and and there's those hardcore fans that are 
you know, like National League people that are like, no, we need to leave it the same. You know, to me, I think it's a great idea. I think you're not putting as much pressure on your pitcher. You know, like in the American League, you know, the pitcher's not going to hit, which is great. Yep. Play National League, obviously. But, you know, it, it takes a lot off the pitcher to have to worry about injury or anything else to happen with that. And then the whole runner on second thing, it kind of reminds me, and maybe it's not as cool as what the NHL did a few years ago with the three-on-three three overtime, but I think it makes – I think it definitely changes – the outlook of how you play the game now it does it it makes strategy strategies about who you're going to put on seconds and then your whole batting order too i i love it because that makes i mean it kind of gives the rays a a little bit of a little bit of a a leg up because they're so good of their lineups and and who to put where you know and and it makes the game really more exciting too because you know that first that 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 team that's up first and has that runner on second and they score first, boom. Okay, now it's it's do or die time. If we don't score in the bottom of the tenth, game's over. We're not going to the eleventh inning. I have the inside track. Uh, they're going to put Kiermaier on second every time. Oh, they have to. You have to. I, I've seen that dude hit a base hit and make it a triple. I, I, yeah. I'm never. That guy is so fast. It's unbelievable, man. James, James, before we get out of here, I, I was uh, touching on this a little bit yesterday's uh, this morning show about Cam Newton. And, you know, we talked about Cam Newton on Monday on your show. And <clears throat> I am not sold yet about – because I know there's a lot of people saying he's going to be the starter day one. He's going to beat out Stidham for the job. I, I don't think that it might be the case. I think Cam is there just to be in an insurance policy if Stidham, who I think is going to be the day one starter, doesn't do well. Because you look at it this way. Yeah, they brought in Cam Newton, but is he going to mesh well with Bill Belichick? Because there's no guarantee that that pa- the Patriots will okay. They brought him in the camp, you know, a one year deal with uh, incentives up to seven point five. But if he doesn't mesh well with the offense and Bill Belichick, they'll cut him like that. There's no there's no guarantee that he's going to be the day one starter. That's why I think Sidham's going to be the guy going forward, and then Cam's just going to be there just in case Sidham gets hurt or he just starts to to be bad. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think it's first of all, I want to just say I think it's so impressive that for the first time in 21 years, we're talking about a New England quarterback controversy. I know. Crazy. I'm still like, I don't think it still hit me that Tom Brady is our quarterback and that he's not in New England and that he's (laughs) going to be up for us in just a a few weeks here. Uh, But that being said, you know, to me, I think, look, I have been on, on board with Cam. I think Cam is a good player. I think he's got a lot to offer. Uh, even still, I, I think his issue really has been staying healthy. That that's been the whole problem with him. Yep. Uh, outside of just dressing like grandma, which uh, I'll never. Understand. <laughs> that uh, his, his clothing line is is a big hit with grandmas everywhere. Don't yeah. know. So, so, <laughs> look, if you're asking me if I think Cam Newton can come in to the wing starter, I think he can. Uh, I think you're looking at a guy who's got Super Bowl experience. It wasn't a great experience, but he got there. Uh, and he's had he's had good experience in Carolina and winning seasons in Carolina. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Stidham, who yes could come in and potentially uh, be the starter. But if I'm looking at a guy uh, like Cam for one year to come in and prove it and say, okay, can you lead this team for the next, you know, five six years, however long it is, then you know this year is going to be kind of a test to see. Now it is going to be interesting to see his relationship with Bill Belichick because they're just two. Completely opposite people. Exactly. Uh, Bill is very like <clears throat> word, you know, doesn't really show a lot of emotion much unless you call three timeouts in a row on a field goal uh, and, and stuff like that. So there's that. 
And then on top of that, you know, there's there, there's Cam, who's just very outspoken, very, you know, I know what you're doing. You're getting ready to do a Bill Belichick impression. I'm really excited. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we were brought in uh, Cam Newton and, uh, to be the quarterback when he was going to compete with uh, Jared Sidham and everything. And uh, we'll just say all that. And no more questions. So, <laughs> no more questions. You know, I'm serious. I'm being dead serious. It's so funny to see him interview because <laughs> – but him and Nick Saban are so like close together as far as interviews and stuff. They are. They'll get asked a question and they'll be like, "Well, you saw it on the field." So. Yeah, well, move, let's, <laughs> let's not talk about. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> uh, but but in answer to your question, ultimately, I think they, I think it's, they paid Cam Newton to come in and compete for the starting job. If he's the best player to play, then he will, obviously. And I think he is. I think he's better than Stidham right now. I, I don't – and I'm not saying that because I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but I'm saying that as somebody who's watched him in our division, watched him in college, you know, seen his career progress. And if he could stay healthy on the field, he, he's still a good quarterback and has a lot to offer. Yeah, them, them Patriots like them Auburn quarterbacks now. They got two Auburn quarterbacks, Cam Newton and then Jared Sidham. I mean, yeah, Cam Newton, former MVP, not a, not, not too long ago. Was it 2015 he was a MVP? Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, it has been another great Live in the Mornings with Sports Caffeine. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Sports Caffeine 1 and also Facebook at Sports Caffeine. Make sure to stream us on FanStreamSports.com, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. For myself, L. Bushman, and James Ludeman, we will see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. On uh, Sports Caffeine, live in the mornings.